0: Join us and unwind with a good book. Welcome to Relaxing Reads.
1: Hi, I'm Deb in Halifax. And I'm Tanya in Edmonton. And I'm Simone in Vancouver. Where the Crawdads Sing by Delia Owens gives us mystery, romance, loneliness, and beauty. For years, rumors of the Marsh Girl haunted Barkley Cove, a quiet fishing village on the North Carolina coast. Kaya Clark is barefoot and wild unfit for polite society. So in late 1969, when the popular Chase Andrews is found dead, locals immediately suspect her. But Kaya is not what they say. A born naturalist with just one day of school, she takes life's lessons from the land, learning the real ways of the world from the dishonest signals of fireflies. But while she has the skills to live in solitude forever, the time comes when she yearns to be touched and loved. Drawn to two young men who are each intrigued by her wild beauty, Kaya opens herself to a new and startling world until the unthinkable happens. So we have a lot of emotions, ladies. (laughs) What, What were your first thoughts? Tanya, let's start with you. Oh, well, I, you know,
0: as I'm reading it, I just, you know, that the feeling of abandonment that... Uh, That comes to her, you know, when when her her brother and her two sisters leave and then her mother leaves and then finally Jody, her the brother closest to her leaves. It's just like it just it just wants to rip your heart out, you know, and it's just that kind of heartbreaking loneliness that she must have felt, which I think we can all kind of identify with in some respects of being lonely at times but this is on a whole other level and I just that's what I really took away was just this this little girl six years old and she's left with you know a dad who's a drunk basically and and everybody has left and and you know how where do you go from there so I just thought you know that abandonment really was just uh, something that really got me
2: yeah how about you Simone I would have to agree with that. I also started reading this book. I want to say about a year and a half ago, and I got a copy of it, and I was going through it. And it was during the pandemic when many of us were facing like isolation and going periods without seeing people. And there was just a part of me that couldn't get into it. Like I felt all those feelings. Like it was really hard to read about that. And then I wasn't. Uh, I just didn't feel as connected to the story. And I got to. I, I want to say like a hundred pages. But then when we chose this for the book club and I gave it a second go now that it's, you know, becoming a major, it became a major motion picture. I was like, you know what? Like there's been so many great reviews about this. Not sure why I didn't get into it. And then I picked it up this time and I don't know what it was. Maybe there was a better focus for me. But once I think you excel past that first little bit, you know, cause it is really sad and you don't, if you're looking for something uplifting and you're not getting it, you might not make it past those pages. But once I continued, wow, this book really gripped me. Like from that point onwards, like I was hooked the middle into the end, I couldn't put it down. So I think you just got to get past that first little bit. If you're someone who often likes lighter reads and things like that, because there are a lot of heavy topics in the beginning, not that they get any easier near the end. But I think once you get through that, that hump, it really changes things. And this book just you know, gears forward quickly.
1: Yeah. I'm the same with you, although it wasn't about a year or so ago. For me, it was just recently. It took me a few tries. I picked it up a few times and there were other things going on. But once I got into it, I thought, oh, this young girl. Wow. She's got these, you know, heavy things going on in, in her life at such a young age. And um, and I thought that not not only everything that's going on around her, but uh Nature as, you know, the backdrop of, of where she's living became a character, which it sometimes does um, in, in a lot of books, a lot of stories. But this backdrop, this part of nature was was something incredible. So it, I, I felt really attached to it, um, more so than I thought I would. Um, and then <laughs> there were so many things unraveling. It was, I think it's been one of my favourites. Yeah, I'd probably say the same for me. So the author has said Kaya is every little girl and one in a million. She is all of us. Did you identify with her in any way? Simone, we'll start with you.
2: I mean, there were not a lot of things I could say I would identify with her. I mean, I didn't grow up alone in a marsh, but uh, the part I do, (laughs) I did kind of relate to was just that whole vibe of you know, being different and going to school, like me growing up South Asian, there wasn't a lot of South Asian people in my school when I was younger. So it was a little bit of that when she would go in. And you know, people would laugh at her and kind of giggle and snicker. And she didn't know a lot like that part of it, that that little part of being younger, and being bullied or not feeling quite comfortable, that part, I definitely related to. Um Never actually was in a love triangle. Would have been nice to relate to some of that uh, a little later, but uh, I'd say absolutely. That's, uh, that's kind of that was kind of it for me when it came to her character. How about you, Tanya?
0: Yeah, I think you know I'm like Simone. I didn't grow up in a marsh, but I, I certainly, um, I think you know for me being uh, going to a rural school and my my friend and I were always different, you know like we listened to different music. We were just sort of the outcast. So I could kind of relate to her in terms of, you know, not really fitting in, in school and people looking at you like you're the strange bird from far off land. And it's just, anyway. Yeah, I, I could relate <laughs> to that, but I also, I could, you know, we were like goths before <laughs> my goodness, before anybody knew what that was, you know, it's like, give them, you know, give them right away. We don't want to talk to them, but you know, and I also felt sort of, um, as she got older and, um, you know, she uh, she became so self-reliant and and she became almost so closed off where I'm not going to let anybody in because it ends up in disappointment and pain. And the only one I can actually depend on is me. And, you know, yeah. there have been periods of my life that I have gone through kind of, not to that extreme, of course, but but being sort of like, you know what, if, if I want to get anything done, I'm going to do it myself, or I'm not going to bother something, you know, so I have been through those kinds of feelings. So I did relate with that just being like, it, it, what happens, though, is you close yourself off, you know, and you got to get out of that. But, um, but yeah, I totally got that sort of like, it's just me, I'm just gonna, you know, persevere and pull through and, and nobody's going to hurt me, you know, and I've, I've, I have felt that at periods of my life.
1: Yeah. I um, also did not grow up in a swamp. Um, however, <laughs> I have traced three. through many. <laughs> but I actually did feel some sort of a connection and I felt like, oh my goodness, there's a little bit of little Deborah in her. And um, I think because... I felt like I had a lot of friends, a lot of different circles of friends growing up, um, but also felt a little lonely at times, even though I had great friendships and and great family and wonderful people I was surrounded by. But I I don't know. I've always thought I'm a little quirky and I'm a little over here sometimes. I can come back to this circle, but I'm really okay on my own. And if if I'm going to be alone, then hey, I, I, I can do this. And I think, as as she has proven that you can do a lot more than, than you believe sometimes in yourself. And do I really need that group of people? Do I need to be part of whatever they've got going on and believe that to be the all and, and end all? Um, but I also think that I was... Um, feeling connected or, or, you know, somehow with her identity, because little girls who become little women, um, there are so many pressures and and so many people telling you about who you should be and what you should do that um, I I felt there was a little bit of that with her. And boy, oh boy, I mean, if she could build on that strength and or find that strength and pass it on to, to others, that's a, that's a pretty powerful thing.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So the townspeople, both the kids and the adults, are not very kind to Kaya. They call her the Marsh Girl. She was bullied at her first day of school. She never returned.
2: How do you feel about the town not caring for this child? Simone? I do not like this town at all. First of all, just even with (laughs) the situation, and I know these kind of things happened in the past where, you know, colored folks are treated differently. And then, of course, this young girl who looks like the people that are, you know, prominent in this community, um, she's an outcast and an outsider. It's not a very accepting place. And I just... I don't know, like, it's like, it seemed like it was such a beautiful place when they, you know, the the way it was described in certain places and the beaches and that kind of thing. But I just, I couldn't understand why only two people in that town were kind to her. Like, Mm. that is, you know, a lot of people that did not take a chance on this little girl. And you just think about, it wasn't that long ago this, this story was set, but now if you would see like a little seven year old girl like who's wearing ratty clothing and looks unkempt like maybe you would want to go up to her and be like hey are you okay are your parents here just in town I know it was she kind of avoided it and, and ran away when people came close to her but I still felt like they could have maybe tried a little bit harder to talk to her and just do that little bit, bit more so I really did feel like the town kind of failed getting to know her and then they all obviously wanted to show up in the end and then be around mm-hmm. her so it was kind of yeah it was kind of odd in that way yeah Yeah, you know I
0: I I agree with that you know I I grew up um, in a farming community and so it wasn't a small town but a farming community and you know the community is tight-knit but it can also be very um can also put people like make people feel like they're an outcast and I don't know what that is with the human spirit that does that or I shouldn't even say spirit but you know they do do that and um and you know I really related to the town in that respect that if you're different they just ignore you and I and that's just a, a hard thing to read and it's certainly a hard thing to to go through my my mom married my dad when she had like three kids and you know the community I grew up in they never accepted her. Ever. She tried oh. so hard. And in the end, it was just like, you know, you're not a Lawrence. You're not, a, you know, it's just weird. So um, I get that that towns people can just sort of shun people, you know, and then and then that group mentality, everybody's gonna do it. So I'm gonna do it, except like you said, Simone, jumping and Mabel, but they were also an outcast. Yep. In that community yeah. as well, they had their own place, their own area that they could only live in. But you know the way they they uh, they grabbed onto that girl and helped her. It just made my heart swell. So there are good people, just not the rest of the town.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, so judgy and and who were they? I I mean. Yeah, I I feel the same way, Tanya. I, I grew up in, mm-hmm. in a rural area as well. And my goodness, if anything happened to you, they would be the first to to lend a lend a hand, but perhaps some some of them in the background whispering mm-hmm. and, and talking about you and uh where you came from or you know, thinking that you don't belong, be.
0: right? Exactly.
1: Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But uh but yeah, quite interesting in the end they, they all show up to To see her because she's become something that they never expected her to be, exactly.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was amazing.
1: <laughs> and my <clears throat> gosh, ju- jumpin' and Mabel—they were
0: oh my goodness.
1: fantastic, weren't they?
0: When that you know when when Delia describes Mabel of wrapping her arms around this little girl, like I felt like I could I could feel Mabel, you know, I could feel this big woman
2: just like you know, wrapping you up in love. And I went, oh, my goodness. (laughs) Just that comfort that she was longing for and she never had in so long.
1: Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because everyone kept going. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, they all left her, her mom, her siblings. And then there was that time where where Kaya and her her pa were building something, you know, some kind of a connection um, before, of course, he eventually left her. And, and what would have happened? The letter arrived,
0: right? And oh, then, yeah. my
1: dear. Yeah. I
0: don't so know. If, like, what would have happened? Like, I, I think about that had he stayed. Uh, you know, alcoholism is a disease. And so whether if he ever got that sorted out, that is an uphill battle. It's not insurmountable. But I mean, you know, you can get there. But but also in the book, um, you know, her father tells her at a at a very young age, he says, you uh, He says, you know, you got to be careful of the the white trash. Pretty near everybody out there is a no count. So is that a good way to bring up a little girl thinking that you don't count? Like that's sort of what the vibe that he was given off. So I don't know. I think she was better off not having him around.
2: Yeah. I'd say so too, especially when we learn to find more about him. I think in the beginning you're rooting for Mm -hmm. them to have a connection because yeah, like I just felt so bad for this little girl. Like what are you supposed to think when you're that age and there's no guiding like adult in your life? Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, like I was hoping for it, but yeah, when he was, you know, not coming home and acting the way he was, I just felt she was safer on her own.
1: Yeah, definitely. And she absolutely proved that too, didn't she? I mean, there were a couple of moments where you thought, oh my gosh, is he coming around? Is he, is he having a moment himself where he's recognized all of the wrongs and then that quickly faded and, and that didn't go anywhere, but wow, she, to think about, all the things she had been able to do as a child, I mean, I don't know. I, I could bake a little when I was her age, but I don't think I could have taken on the responsibility of an of an adult, all the things that that she was able to do in
2: her everyday life. I know it's just that the, like going to the grocery store on her own, figuring it yeah. out, and uh, you know, just it was it was amazing to see that she was able to do that.
0: Yeah, operating there was the boat. One <laughs> s- operating the boat. like, but There was one scene that kind of just, a scene, I call it a scene because everything plays a movie in my mind. But, um, <laughs> y- you know, when she, at the very beginning, um, I don't know whether you guys, your moms had like lard in the cupboard to make pie crusts and stuff. But yeah. it's like a white block. And there's a, there's a a bit where she has crackers and she's dipping the crackers in the lard and eating yeah. it. And oh. I'm like, oh! Oh my goodness. I mean, I remember being little and going, that's not butter, Tanya. That's yeah. <laughs> that's, that's white. It's not butter. It doesn't taste good. I think I probably tasted yeah. it at one point. I'm like, oh no.
2: Yeah, but <laughs> well, when you're so young yeah. and you don't know the options and you need to eat, and you're just going to kind of pull at whatever
1: you can get. Yeah. So sad. Yeah. So, so sad. Yeah.
2: So
0: I think like, if you, you know, can you, can you grow up alone? Can you grow up alone in the swamp? Like, would you survive? I I think that, you know, as adults, I think you can definitely, you know, sometimes you don't know what you can do until you're tested, right? Like, it's amazing. I think sometimes it's hard for us to even think about some things of how we hear how people live or what, you know, how they've got through some stuff. And you're like, oh, wow, I could never do that. you'd be surprised, I think, what you could do if you absolutely had to. And that's what that little girl did all the way up to 24 or whatever. You know, she dug
2: in and somehow survived. That's just it. Yeah. It's the fight to survive. You know, if your other option is just, yeah. you know, dying hungry, then you're going to figure out a way. And yeah. like, yeah, Deb, you said, like operating a boat, like going out, catching muscles, finding ways to make money. Like she just, she just had that in her to be like, I'm not going to give up. I'm on my own, but I'm just going to, this is a better option for me than going to school or trying to be like the townspeople. I'm going to figure it out on my own. And she did.
0: Yeah. I just think that maybe, maybe her connection with nature, where it is survival of the fittest, you know, maybe she did get a little, she did call nature and, and the swamp her mother at one point. So maybe she had that, it's just like, no, I'm just going to do whatever it takes to survive because that's what all these critters do. That's what the birds do, the seagulls, the
1: the insects, everything, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was in her. She just somehow knew. Even though you know, she probably took some mental notes about what was happening. You know, with her mom, maybe she she noticed a few things along the way, and obviously with her dad too. But um, and I, I guess in impoverished areas around the world, or back in the early 1900s into the Depression, there were probably a lot of children who had to take over certain roles because. They lost their their families. They they lost their their parents. So they had to um, become an adult a lot sooner than anybody had had hoped that they would or wished they would.
2: Yeah, definitely. Yeah.
1: Okay. So Tate is obviously a big character and a big part of Kaya's life. How do you feel about his discovery at the end of the novel? And did you expect it? And does it change the way that you
2: view the rest of the story? Simone? I did not expect that at all. That was a big surprise to me. But in a weird way, it was a pleasant surprise. Because, you know, I was like, wow, she did it. She pulled it off. And she like outsmarted, outwit and outplayed everybody. Um, And it was just one of those moments where, you know, you were like, you knew she could do it uh, because she's always been on her own and she's got the resources and the tools and she knows the marsh and everything better than anybody else. But at first I thought she did it. And then there was a law in court. I was like, no, she didn't. And then I was like, maybe it was Tate. Maybe Tate did it. Um, Somebody or maybe Jumpin' did it. And then when I found out uh, that it was her, um. Yeah, it definitely changed things for me, but in a positive way. Like I didn't, I didn't hate her, and I didn't think it was unjust. Yeah, I, I think I, I didn't, I
0: didn't expect it. I, I kind of thought it might have been jumping because he was the only person that she told who had hit her, right? Because he asked her about her face and she was, he she was the only person she said, yeah, it was Chase who hit me. And I thought, well, maybe, maybe there's something there. And then, you know, Tate had like the, the red toque or the red, the red hat. And I thought, well, maybe, you know, maybe he did. And then somehow I ended it up, ended up in her cabin. I, I don't know. And then, you know, you find out uh, towards the end, but you know, I didn't believe like when she was in court, I didn't think that she had done it like I still believe that someone else had and then when it was revealed I went oh that makes sense actually it makes sense and and to what you were saying um is that uh, how she figured it out you know in the courtroom drama they went detailed like how she could have possibly done it given that she went to that other town and they laid it all out and I was like with them going yeah she never could have but she knew the land back and forwards and sideways and it's like when it was revealed that she did, it's like, of course she did, and she of knows
2: she did, and she knows yeah. the tides when they come out and when they come yeah, in. That was and a when, big one, yeah. you know. And um, I thought her her lawyer was excellent because it was like, oh, you thought you saw a frame of her, but that could have been anybody's frame. And then it was the person on the bus. Did she dress up like a man? And now it's like she probably did dress up yeah. like that man. Did she borrow her <laughs> her siblings or her dad's clothing? But it was just, yeah, like this is yeah. what I'm saying. When I started this book. Uh, and I couldn't get into it. It was just the story of the sad little girl. And then once you get into all of this, like this, this love triangle, this, this, na- all this nature, the- and we haven't even mentioned the poetry that comes to play in this book. Yeah. And then the yeah. courtroom drama. And like, wow, there's a lot to unpack in this book. There really is. <laughs> and I guess we, we, I, I too was surprised,
1: but I guess, yeah, looking back, we, we should have known or because she, she knew and, She knew nature so much better than before she ever knew people or understood people. So it does make sense that she would be able to, to do this and, and, you know, accomplish what she had set out to do. Yes.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and you mentioned, um, you know, how poetry plays a part in this book. And that was one of the things that I was wondering about was sort of the significance of the poems because, she found that her mom had written and then, and then she was, she was reading poems and, and uh, you know, Scupper Tate's dad said that poems aren't for sissies. They make you feel something. And I'm wondering, was, was she reading the poems because it did make her feel something, you know, like what did you guys think of the poems throughout the book?
1: Oh yeah. I I loved it. And I I loved that, Mm. that his dad was so into it. And, and can we please say how much we love Tate and and yes. the fact that he taught, you know, he taught her to read. And I, I was so impressed with um her ability to to move forward, even though she she really had nothing or felt like, oh my gosh, this lonely world that I, I live in, how can I know what how can I know and learn what's beyond what I have right here in front of me. And then this guy comes into her life and so gentle and loving and, and providing, you know, by beginning to to teach her, um, you know, how to read. And then the, the poetry came and I'm just, I don't know, I, I fell in love with that, that whole aspect, their relationship.
2: Yeah, I really love Tate too, and I enjoyed the poems. Obviously, the last poem in the book was my favorite yeah. about the fireflies. <laughs> yes. um, yeah, the others were a nice touch, and you know there were. I, you know, I'd go back and try to kind of understand what some of them meant. But uh, yeah, I think um, for for those who our big literary snobs the writing in this book and the way things are it's so descriptive and and well written i think you'd enjoy that um and maybe that was another reason i didn't get into it at first because i felt like it was almost too much for me too much description but once yeah. uh once you realize where that's all coming from and then you tie it all in it's actually really nice it's a nice little bow for this package
0: yeah yeah definitely. absolutely like i'm not i'm not you know when it comes to poems i'm not I'm not that savvy with them because I feel <laughs> I try to read them going, Tanya, seriously, just figure it out. But it just eludes me most of the time, except that last
1: poem in the book. Amazing. That was a winner, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs>
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> so the author writes um, a lot about the relationships Between women and Kaya's mom has said, you know, women need one another more than they need men, but they, but she never told her how to get into the fold. And, and even Mabel said that, you know, you, you have to have, you have to have women friends because they just, um, uh, how does she say, you need your girlfriends because the clutch of women is the most tender, most tough place on earth. And I think all of us can relate to that when you have girlfriends. It's like you can you can love each other and then you can hate each other. But in the end, we all have our backs, right? They have our backs. And, yeah. and I wonder, you know, the author talks about these relationships with, with women and how important it is through the characters. But Ma leaves... And, um, you know, Mabel also doesn't leave, but tells her about women, too. But yet she's never able to get, you know, she's never able to connect with any women. I mean, certainly it's all been men. It's been Tate, her brother. She never really knew her sisters. Her mother left. Mabel is the only one who was ever kind of a, a figure with her. And as for the the girls she saw on the beach, I mean, she just nicknamed them. But I think yeah. she always wanted to get in there, be with them, but she couldn't ever be there. So what do you think the author is, is trying to say? It's like, I'm going to tell you that it's important, but I'm not going to let you have it.
1: It's weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird, but we are complicated beings, are we not? <laughs> yes. We And I, I 100% agree. Like, you know, to have... A uh, relationship to have girlfriends and and women in your life is really truly the most beautiful thing. There are moments where we have to step away and and breathe and and give each other the respect and the the, the space. Um, but yeah, coming back to those relationships, oh, I, I felt for her because she didn't she wasn't able to get that. But again, coming from you know those women that she had in her life didn't really tell her. How how do you go mm. about this, like, it, and invite her to? I don't know. Yeah, those. I, I love that the nickname she had for those girls that she would never become part of their their group the the tall, skinny blonde and the the round, chubby cheeks and.
2: <laughs> but that's just it. I think if you've never experienced it, you don't know what you're missing. Sure, people Mm -hmm. talk about it, but I think you know. often it's said men are more simpler than women, and she kind of lived a very simple life, and that's what she chose. She wanted to, you know, she didn't, there were times, obviously, the isolation was hard, but there were times she craved it and wanted to just be out there on her own, and with women, we want to know everything that's going on in our lives (laughs) and talk about things and do things, and it's a big, maybe it was too big of a commitment for her, but again, that's just it. She never had anyone to kind of tell her you know and lead her into that direction and there was nobody her age she really could connect to uh, outside of those girls and that never happened so I think at the end of the day maybe she didn't even know that she was missing something because she she didn't have any experience to base that on like we've we've been lucky enough to have good groups of girlfriends or maybe siblings and our moms and things like that but if you don't have that you don't know
1: Mm-hmm. true yeah, it's yeah. So true you, amen you don't sister. know what
2: you, you <laughs> don't miss what you don't
0: <laughs> you don't miss what you don't know exactly sure. um i i like that uh kaya's mom always encouraged her to go and explore the marsh you know go out as far as you can go way out yonder where the crawdad's saying and then and then kaya was asking tate like what does that mean and he basically said, just means far in the bush where critters are wild, still behaving like critters. And I was like, well, what does, what does that mean? Does that just mean, you know, did her mom just want her to uh, just be yourself? Don't be affected by anybody. Live by your own rules. Be one with nature. Was she somehow wanting to protect her daughter in a sense of, making sure she became self-sufficient by watching the animals and the birds because she knew she was going to leave. I
2: don't know. What do you guys think? I don't know. That's a tough one. Like, obviously, Mm -hmm. as a mother, she's probably going to give her the best advice she can. But I think her situation where she left her hometown, moved away with Kaya's father, didn't really work out well. Maybe she felt like she never really got to you know, live her life the way she had wanted and experience things how she was hoping for. And the ultimate result was her leaving because it just became too tough. So maybe for her daughter it's some of those, you know, like have the have the strength to find your independence, find who you are and be happy in the company of yourself because then you'll be better able to kind of make those decisions for you and not base it on I am doing this to make somebody else happy or for them. You're choosing your own happiness. So I think there was maybe a tie in there because the mom was, was miserable and maybe it was like she would see her daughter go out and enjoy the marsh and spend time there. So it was a way of her just being like, You know, find a place that's just where you can just truly be happy. And that's where Kaya was happiest. Well said. Yeah. I think think you're right. Exactly that.
1: Some of us like, you know, wine on the
2: beach. <laughs> Some of us like boating in the <laughs> marshes. In the marsh, right? <laughs> just find your happiness. The beach. <laughs> and I you think, know? you know, we've all come out of long stretches of isolation <laughs> through the pandemic. So it's like, now we can actually make those decisions of what does truly make you happy. Surround yourself with the people you want to give your time to and be around. Like, if there's anyone who brings an energy you don't like, just say no. I don't want to go out. I want to take some time for me. And just, yeah, give yourself the gift of enjoying your life and doing what you yeah. want to do. Don't be afraid. Absolutely,
0: Don't be afraid. Yes.
2: Well, all in all, I really enjoyed this book. So I'm glad I went back to it a second time. I think it's um it's a great novel to explore and read. And uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to the movie that's in theaters now. So am I. And actually, I, I hadn't finished the book
0: by the time the movie went out. And I thought, Tanya, do not go to the movie. <laughs> and I didn't. <laughs> I waited. And now I think now I want to go see the movie because I want to see who they cast as all of the characters. It's always a fun thing when a book is being made into a movie. So it's definitely a great summer read. And um, and I think the movie promises to be pretty awesome as well.
2: Yeah, exactly. Well, lovely chatting with you both. Until next time, we'll chat soon. Awesome. Thanks. Thank you. Bye.
1: Thank you for kicking back and relaxing with us. We hope you'll join us again on Relaxing Reads.